All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here and discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and <laughs> that's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. Give you a little okay, you'll again. give us a thing. Okay, all right. All right, guys, welcome back to the Craft the Puro podcast. We are hanging out here at Triple Leaf on Manchester Road with Baldwin. Yeah, it's Baldwin. Baldwin. Yep. Yeah, our address considered Baldwin. Okay, cool. Well, these two gentlemen talking, what? What the hell is those little bells ringing? Your phone. My phone? <laughs> it's gone now. I'm like, I don't hear bells. What the hell are those bells? Maybe your watch. It is my watch. I just got this new watch, and I've only worn it like two times in the last week. And I thought that was something on your in your whatever. Anyway, no, I don't have that sound effect. Well, yeah, man, we are here at Triple Leaf Cigar. Is it Cigar Company? Cigar Relax. Triple Leaf Cigar. That's it. That's yeah. it. Triple Wherever you want it to be. Lounge. Yeah, it's a new lounge, <laughs> which um, is taken over for the new place. It used to be for people that are familiar with the area. It used to be town and country tobacco. Maybe yeah. I think that yeah. was TNC, TNC tobacco. TNC tobacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really good. I think it really catered to uh, uh, pipe guys and cigars alike. I've been in here many, many times, and then it ended up. There was some young hippie in here painting paintings, and there was hardly no cigars. In yeah. And I was like, "What is going on?" She's like, "Oh man, I really don't know, man. I'm just in here painting." <laughs> yeah, we right. heard he actually was living in here. Really? Yeah. yeah. He lived here, and he had a gym membership so he could take a shower. But he, that's what we heard. We heard he he slept on the couch in the back, and that was it. Did you wow. get the couch? The couch is gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not the one you're sitting on. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. The couch is gone. That and was did it. they just have like a sale and sell everything? Or mean? No, when we came here, the place was. He was high into retail and, like you said, pipes and accessories and. There must have been what thirty cases. Yeah, just a lot of and a lot of play cases and. So you know, no we, real place to kind of hang out. We picked out the ones we wanted to keep, which are the ones you see there. Right. We put all the other stuff on marketplace, and it was they were gone in two days. I mean, it was you know, awesome. yeah. people showed up like roaches wanting that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. so it, it helped us clear the place out to do to do what we wanted to do. You know. Well, we're here at Tripoli, so these gentlemen you hear talking to us are the owners here. So why don't you guys go ahead and tell everybody your name? Say hello. My name is Jim Christoffel. Uh, you know, born and raised in St. Louis. Something I've always wanted to do forever, smoke a lot of cigars. So, you know, it's uh, actually, um, you know, we talked about it for a long time, but I actually had a brother-in-law pass away suddenly. And when we were talking about doing it, you know, I always heard people say, if, you're not, if you don't give it a shot, you're never gonna know. So we kind of knew at that time we got to just just let's go for it and so yeah and my name is jay wiseman and i'm uh been in st louis for 40 years i'm originally from northwest indiana and uh 
came down here 40 years ago and uh, Jim and I met what almost 30 years ago and you know we've had a lot in common and cigars was one of them and uh, we started talking about this thing probably 10 years ago and uh, I was uh, in the automobile business for 46 years and just uh, had gotten to the point about the same time his brother-in-law unfortunately passed away uh, I had a, a, a major break-in at my dealership here in town and uh, it, it kind of set me backwards I just didn't want to do it anymore you know and so Jim had his situation I had mine we started talking about it real seriously and uh, we looked at a couple other options and actually one of the reps told us about the place being closed I didn't know they were closed I you know I rarely ever came out this way and uh, we talked about it we came and looked at the at the facility and it was it was one of those things where we immediately knew this was the place and so I put my uh, my retirement plan in motion and uh, that's what we did we, yeah. we, 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 we we rented the place on the spot you know we didn't want it we didn't want it to get away yeah, I'm still doing my, I've been uh, doing pre-press graphics for, I've been with the company for 31 years. So I'm still actually doing my job looking at hopefully maybe by the end of the year retiring from that and just doing this, you know, because I have an office here and I was working from home so I can do pretty much do what I did there here. Oh, so, fantastic. Yeah. fantastic. And then you guys, you guys rolled into this really, really sweet setup. Yeah. Cool. Well, we had some ideas of what we wanted to do, and you know, when we came here. If you had been here before, uh, you know that humidor was thirty-one feet long. It was just, yeah. I've been here since you guys weren't even open a week. I walked in here. Yeah, I'd had lunch over here at Pasta House, and I was like, what? So then he moved in there, and I stopped in, and I think, I think you were here. Yeah, probably, I was here, and I walked in, and you know, you've been only open a week or so. So you guys, you guys, so long okay. Thirty-one feet long. Where did you cut it off at? On the back side. On the back side. Yeah. Which opened so did it up. Just run to the wall. It, there was maybe twelve six, feet, six eight, or eight feet, maybe eight feet behind, behind it. Yeah. Which was their lounge area. Uh -huh. okay. So it had a sofa, a small TV, a couple chairs, and that was it. Pack in old school style, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, cut that back. We we knew we wanted to have, you know, a couple different type of lounges and. You know, kind of had the idea. My wife had kind of, you know, she was involved with us when we were starting getting getting going. And you know, the idea of when you walked in, as you can see now, make it look like your living room, and it kind of does, you know. And then the back lounge is the real social area, you know, with the tables and the pods back there. And uh, you know, we've got three seventy-inch screen TVs, and. You know, it's it's a, a sitting area for everybody. You know, a lot of the guys like to sit up here because it's a little quieter, and uh, the other guys want to sit back there and watch sports and gab, and uh, and that's what it's all about. You know, our, yeah. This reminds me how you say you got the different lounge sets. You ever been to um, CDM in Vegas? No, have not. So the Costa Monte Cristo right there in uh, Caesar's Palace. When you walk in. Uh, you kind of walk in like a carousel door, you walk right to the humidor in the register, right? They, they get you right away. Then you pull into the left and there's kind of a sport book setting with this huge oval bar. Then when you walk past the bar, past the bathrooms, you hit this tropical setting. And then off to the left, there's 
a theater setting, you know, and then off back in the right is three offices with, you know, 36 foot long tables. So each little area you ventured into was a different lounging area, you know. And it's kind of cool when you look at this, I get the living room idea. Yeah. Here's back there and you got the lounge set up. You got the individual desks that people can sit up at. Um, it's cool, man. I think the idea came in yeah, and we decided to open at 10 because we got a lot of guys coming in that want to just come in and work. Yeah. So many people were working from home, you know, because of COVID, and they decided to come in here and work. And That's one thing. You got the earliest opening lounge. Yeah. Yep. It's cool. You don't see that, like, most, most lounges won't open before. It's kind of this idea, like, 11 or noon, because... 11 noon, people get lunch breaks, right? Or your half days done, or this or that. Um, and I think the opening early, the COVID thing played into that. Oh yeah. Because like you said now, like how many companies now have literally restructured their entire business where they go, okay, do we need all thousand employees in the office? Well, no, we only need like 200, so the rest yeah. of you work from home. Our company's doing that exact thing. And it's, you know, they, there's no set plan on bringing any of the project managers back into the building we have some stuff that we have to do there you know there's a few people that but there's going to be the option of working from home or going back in so that's yeah. awesome well fantastic yeah it's a good little roll on the shop right and you can see what we're talking about now so what happened to the window while i'm looking at it? so that was a gentleman who well he he was doing some work for the uh, Indian restaurant down here. He was sealing and their side, their front entrance uh, concrete, and he paint. He was going to paint it, and do, so we had talked to him about doing the same thing here because he was going to continue over to the banquet part because they're a, they're the same uh, owners. And the night he came to power wash to get ready to seal the his power washer slammed up against the window and broke the window. Wow. And so he evidently said he, he's a glazer and he would be able to fix it, but we haven't really seen him lately. So <laughs> we're trying to, you know, most likely we're going to be fixing it ourselves. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Because we've got the wrap on the windows, you know, the price of the went up and I think he's just kind of a little guy that, you know, was well, just doing something. And then even get somebody out here to replace it and fix it. Yeah. And get the wrap back where it is. I mean, even little things like now are a pain in the ass because it's like, yeah, that can be fixed. Well, of course it can, but what is it going to take? A month, right? To get somebody here, get it measured, get it all figured out, replace it, get the same wrap, and get back to normal. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So this the has been one crazy year for sure. But we're getting through it. Oh, yeah. It's always good this morning to listen to the news in Missouri's number one COVID yeah. in the country. <laughs> and in New, mostly down in, in uh, yeah. you know, southwest, down in the Springfield, Springfield area. area. Because they're, they're not getting uh, vaccinated down there. Now this new strain is getting them. But, well, let's, let's get up. Yeah, let's get our little uh, cheers, guys. Just so you guys know, we're, we're hoping... Um, we uh, can do some business with you, Salute. and I believe this will be our seventh account. Seventh account. That's why I picked up Old Ezra Seven. Which <laughs> is, well, it's, my, it's my roulette numbers. Nice. It's kind of makes sense. Yeah, Cheers, guys, thank you for the glasses. Yeah, custom glasses too. I like these. Yeah. 
when we try to we want everybody to be happy you know? i think yeah. this uh is about a two-year-old bottle it is. A lot of our bottles that were relatively inexpensive, they've taken them off the market, and then they'll quote change the language or whatever comes out in a little nicer bottle with a cork. Yeah. And yeah, now we're going to charge a thirty dollars more. You class it up, right? And then suddenly that twenty-one, twenty-two dollar bottle, seventy-eight. Yeah, I've, I've, shit. We've seen some going to two hundred. You know, different bottle of glass, texture, whatever, label design, all that. So guys, we're doing something um, a little different. First time we've done this while presenting our cigar to an account or a shop. We got the owner smoking our stuff, and we're smoking out of the humor. Like we yeah. always do, we're not cheap bucks, and you guys that do that, stay out of the fucking shop. And I will tell you, this is this is I a nice smoke. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this smoke. It's yeah. a very good smoke. Thank you. Yeah. No, it is. Really it's cool. Um, we can go through all the blend stuff if you want to. Again, they can talk to you about it. Absolutely. All sure. All that. Um, so it's a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, okay, uh, or else known as a Mexican Maduro. Okay. Uh, two broad leaves on the binder, Pennsylvanian and Dominican, and then the kicker in that thing is Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania leather. Okay. So that last one, I've said this a million times. I, I'm fairly well written on tobacco. I didn't know Pennsylvania grew leather. What they do but i think what that did is that created what we wanted in the cigar right we wanted a cigar that's got enough body that if you are a full strength full body smoker it's going to appease you right but at the same time if you're not it's not strong enough to put you down it's not going to make you sweat it's yeah. not going to give you a head rush it's not going to go straight to your head it, we kind of created this even playing field with it it's been fantastic and we actually kind of agree based on the samples that or the actual blend that we finalized on these are better than that um, i think we're actually starting to get into the new rolls that are coming we're getting into extra longer aged wrapper and it's really starting to open the body up and no this is give the this is a very size. very good cigar yeah Thank very you. very good cigar. great draw great burn yeah it's really really good um so what are you smoking I am smoking a big fat 660 Lasilo, <laughs> and I don't even know the name of That's it. That's the Nyctophilia. Nyctophilia, I don't even know what that That's means. That's a play on necrophilia? Yeah. Like, you like to fuck dead people? But so what they so what they did was they changed the neck to, to Nick for nicotine. Like a nicotine philia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nuthead. Well, I love But everybody, everybody calls it black. the necrophilia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But we wanted to get something out of your guys' uh, locker. Well, we appreciate and, that. Uh, I had never had this, so I thought I would give it a. And you know, it, it's it's doing good. So that's what I'm smoking. Yeah. So I'm you smoking. Um, so I haven't smoked selling draw in quite a while. I knew Robert and Sharon way back when. Uh, Southern draw was a Facebook thing, right? You're talking 10, 11 years ago. Um, but I have to say, a lot, a lot of shops, um, you know, the kind of linear thing came out with it, and it, Southern Draw went to this real big, big tick, and then it did this. But the people that held on to it, like, it's starting to do this number again, mm -hmm. and you got people there, like that, that uh, Sharon's, yeah. uh, Sharon's, the, Warner, Sharon's Rose? The Rose, Rose Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. yeah. That, that Connecticut with a pink label. But that is, but some people will classify that as, as the, the best. Connecticut. Well, I mean, you have people that fiend for that. It's store. it's really our best seller. Yeah. Really, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you have it. That's the other thing. Like you have it. Um, 
but I'm smoking the Firethorn. Um, the one thing I'll say about this, it's very peppery in the nasal area. That's why I really like that. There's got to be some good heroin here. It really just resonates without even retroaling, which is really good. Um, and it was right off the light, too. It's burning really well. I got nothing going wrong with it yet. So that's awesome. Glad you guys have that. Um, are you guys going to the show? We are not. Not this year. Okay. No. Cool. Not this year. Okay. Okay. Um, other thing I want to talk about, you guys are one of the LCA distributors um, in the state of Missouri. We talked about that before, all the Pravana Club stuff, right? Um, and we've kind of joked about it here and there, here and there. But since you're an LCA account, I want to talk about the Aladino Charger, right? So do you remember me telling you how Brian put that charger together? It's wrapped in Pravada. It's got a custom dehumidifier. I'm sorry. Odor, deodorizer in the car, store humidor, ashtray, all built into this charger, right? Wow. He's gonna give it away. Wow. Right, to a long ash contest on the charger, or the, is it called the ash or charger ash? Charger ash, charger I believe, ash. yeah. You know, it's a little, almost, it's more of a chasm door than anything else. And, um, Thanks, guys. Uh, uh, but the idea behind it that really gets me, that confuses me, is it's not like it's a live competition. So you smoke it and you take progress pictures as you smoke it, right? And I, you know, we got that buddy at the Stack and Dimes, right? The Mad Rush is always trying to long ash it. Right. So I have seen people, and people have gotten good at this now because you can buy this shit on Amazon and online. They have wrapper glue. Well, if you pay close attention and you look at the ash on the cigar and you see it kind of shiny in spots, people are smoking it down, taking that glue and rubbing it. So as you smoke it down, you create this pillar and you have this whole thing. So I'm actually really curious when and how and if he's going to give it away. Right? So all my questions leading to through all that nonsense. I said, has anybody sat in here and tried to ash it? One guy. We've sold quite a few of them, sure. but nobody but one guy has tried to do it here. I haven't seen, I haven't seen yeah, and now the Asher is it what, this unit? Is it going your car? Is it is it the home? No, no, it's a car. They it's built a it's a Dodge oh, Charger. Yeah, Charger. Oh, yeah, here I'll show yeah. You. it's a car. Right? Yeah, he's literally going to send it to you. Yeah, and I think what he's going to do is the is the top ten ashes that are sent in at the end of the year. He's going to do put all those guys on Zoom or Google Face or whatever it is. And, and then and then announce who the winner is. Right, it's a complete, you know, bravado rub off. The whole car says bravado. But right. I was just curious about that. Yeah, well, you know, we've we've had one guy, and uh, you know that that LCA thing is. When he moved, that, that, that's a real astounding thing to me. How this guy is. I think you said something about it, and it got busy, and I didn't know. Wow, how many? One or the top ones, one car. Okay. Yeah, right. it's one car, and they're going to have ten finalists, right? Ten, yeah. yeah. Ten, ten something like that. Yeah, and it's all going to be Zoom or Google, yeah. Google yeah. Face or whatever it is. And he's going to pick a winner. Yeah, there. he's going to pick a winner, and and you know, of course, like he keeps getting himself into into issues with the FDA and everybody around him because you know, like label designs and you know the cartoonish thing, and you know. Well, he's got his one cigar, which is you know blank the FDA which has not gone over well with any of the other reps that we do business with you know they 
they don't like that at all. Well, a lot of people also got Brian. Shout out, man. What's up? We love you, dude. A lot of people got mad at him because the dude literally took Instagram and used it to vault himself to the number one of the number one retailers of cigars in the country. Wow. You know, like everyone jokes, like you can see it now because he's got his storefront, but the guy's got something like 300 Coleman coolers. But that's what he ages all his stuff in. Hmm. That's how he used to do it when he would get on there and do his whole thing. That's, that's how, how my old buddy about. used to do it up in Utah. He'd buy those big old white Coleman coolers and, and he would buy tons of stuff and age it. It's really, it's got something to do with the lining and everything like that. You know, I don't know, I don't know why it works, but it does. But yeah, it's interesting. The, the, the whole concept of that LCA thing just astounds me. You know, we... It's super unique, man. It is very unique. And the minute we put it out for the day's sale, they they, they show up. You know, it's it's the craziest... Well, we, we talked, I think you were here the first time I came out. And Aaron Andrew and Nolan was here. We yeah. And we, we talked about how... The guys that shop for those, they know. They, if they're coming from north to south or south to north, they'll either go lit, triple leaf, mill, or the mill, triple leaf, lit. Right. Right. Yeah. They just buy and rub and roll. Yeah, we had a guy come from Columbia, Missouri for it. For On a cold for February the, night. the LCA stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that worked out because he, he came specifically for that. We had four left. You know, it's snowing outside so we let him have the all four well then he ended up buying a whole bunch of other stuff and spending some time with us and he wasn't here 20 minutes and had bought the last four and a guy calls from connecticut who had heard that we had a couple left that he wanted us to ship them to connecticut you know? wow so, yeah, yeah so it's it's the, the, this guy's got this crazy thing going you know he's got this he's got this like King Arthur loyalty to him. Like, he really does. He wants to be a part of it. It's, it's cool. I mean, we, we smoked on, we smoked a bunch of them. Uh, I think the last one we reviewed was the barbecue pig. Yep. That was the buttery, well, it was the barbecue pig, but it was really buttery. I mean, I really liked it. The wrapper was buttery. And it was really smooth. Very different than a lot of what we smoked. But man, it just was not, it was a problem well, we child. Both of them. They worked, stay lit. We had the complete 360 effect on the score. His initially lit up smoke break. Right? It took me 30 minutes because the damn thing lit. Hmm. Wouldn't stay lit. Then his quit burning and mine didn't want to stop burning. <laughs> it was complete polar, it's like we lit them on the opposite ends. It was complete polar opposite of what the cigar did. We've, and we've there'll be some out there, well, they probably don't even know how to light the damn thing. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we're qualified to uh, <laughs> professional cigar smokers. You get those guys, well, it is a pig, so you have to be careful. Just look at it. <laughs> when tobacco doesn't burn, it doesn't burn. Yeah. I'm not talking draw issue, bro. It's not lighting. Yeah, the only one we didn't do real well with was the Vince, really. Yeah. The Vince just didn't take off. Well, the, the Charger Ash is still... We still have a few yeah. of those. Like. Well, you guys... the, Vince, the Vince was fun when you actually told people the connection to it, right? Like, people like the Vince, what's that? Meatball. Like, dude, it's Tom Cruise's character in the color. Like, oh, shit. Tom Cruise made it? Like, no. <laughs> no. It's a, it's yeah. a, a play, right? It's a, it's a goof on it. But, no, it's been cool. So how has... Um, Everything going here. I'm glad you guys like the cigar. It is. It's yeah. very good. Really. Uh, it's it's going very well. 
It really is. Uh, guys, I see you have lockers. Do you guys do memberships for the lockers? Yes. Two fifty a year. We we just had to get our third bank because the first two filled up. You know, the first twenty five are gone. So yeah. we just got the new bank of them in. Just showed up uh, a couple days ago. So that's in the process of curing up and should be ready in a couple of days. Cool. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, seven is seven is filled. So we're, we're we'll be going on from twenty five. We'll be going up. I wanted to skip back because I know he told you guys all about the tobacco of the Cyclops our cigar. We like he's we've got a buddy. He calls it stacking dimes. The ash. He really likes doing that long, and he would be one of the guys that'll probably get in this ash. The construction of this cigar. And matter of fact, all of the cigars that we have smoked, the construction of these cigars has been amazing. Um, this one has a pigtail with a shag foot on it. And I'm telling you, if you, if you take your time with it and, and smoke it, like you want that ash to last. I've had two ashes all the way to the end to a nub. And uh, I mean, it, it is amazing. The construction of these cigars, um, they're just fabulous. Anyway, this would be one that could, do you have to use their, I'm assuming you got to use their cigar for the yeah, action. Yeah, it has to be yeah. that cigar, yeah. Oh, well, too but bad. But we were talking about, you know, the next event thing that we do, we're going to run a long ash contest on just because I want to see, I want to see someone smoke through the band and all the way down here. But I think you I easily can. But as Cowboy mentioned on the on the on the shag, right? So every single one of these, the shag's different on the some are out of here, some are down here. And initially, we had kind of talked about knocking it down. And I was like, no, that's a cool thing, right? Three of the same cigar in the same pack, right? But the different shag amount. Each one you light, you're going to taste more wrapper other than the other before you get into it. And yeah, everyone's been to it. Yeah. And it stops every lighting issue known to man when you shag a cigar because it literally gives you a lead line. When you light this, it's just going to burn out. <laughs> you know, so mislighting, it's been pretty, we haven't ran into that issue at all. It's been pretty cool. The other cool thing is St. Louis Market is kind of unique. I don't know how their market says. I know the ones I spend time in. One is Naples. I go down to Naples and, you know, this town sells a lot of platique cigars. Um, all the stuff we're talking about right now, many, many more, you know, from Tatawahe to Crown Heads to blah, 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 blah. Anyway, really big in this market. You go down to Naples and that, and they can't sell none of that. Huh. But th this area right here is big on St. Louis homegrown stuff. Not like we grew it here, but I mean like local um, patique cigars and they're willing to try some stuff. So I, I think, not to mention, it's a good cigar. But I've had a lot of guys who they want to try my cigar and, they're, and then they're like, well, what is that called? Like, well, it's a $10 cigar. And they're like, wow, that's kind of pricey for a new cigar or whatever. I'm like, I hear you, go ahead and try it, whatever. And they're like, wow, man, that's better than my pricey cigars. I mean, I, I'm really digging it. And no, they're it's, calling it's, me up wanting to buy them. It's, it's a really good smoke. Pack them up and 
give them cigars every week now they're freaking hooked on them. yeah so i think you guys would do fantastic with the cigars not like you guys haven't had calls for them already but i think that's what's a little unique about st louis once you get some guys who love your cigar and love what's going on i mean they're pretty true yep. true to the cause they love getting involved and being a part of it we have a rib i've been in i'm sure you guys have too i've been i've been in my all over the country and i've been foreign foreign i've been all over the place i've never been in an area like st louis for reasons when it comes to cigars um but the amount of willingness to try that's in this area you know like you said not just not just maple we were down in key west at green street yeah and we were talking to Melody same way down there down there said the same thing we were sitting there smoking they had a they had a good yeah we walked out of their house made cigars and things like that you, know? you remember that tour we had that had the petite corona in the middle yeah so they actually took a petite corona and then bound around it and wrapped around it so you huh. smoke you smoke the connecticut Right, it was actually really unique. And she goes, it doesn't matter what we do. We bought some T52s and some, some cool Unico stuff. She goes, I mean, she discounted some of it. She goes, people don't buy it. They come here and buy Puente, or they buy Camacho. Everyone here, you know, certain places that way. But the willingness of people to try is, is super unique. And especially with the, uh, the relatively close to some of the shops are. Oh yeah. Like in St. Louis, you see some of the same people every now and then. You'll catch them all over the damn place, man. We'll be at Stanley's, then we'll be here the next day at 10 a.m. See someone we saw last night. We'll be down at Crew on Friday and see someone at Lit on Sunday. Then we'll go to Andre and see six of those people up at Andre. You know what I mean? It's really cool how everyone moves around. A lot of them are traveling smokers. Like, I don't know yeah. if you guys have met our, one of our podcast partners, uh, the Mad Russian. He's Mark Sophier. I know he's been in here. You know him. But he'll come in here and smoke a cigar or whatever, and he's making his way out to Lit for late afternoon smoke with us and whatever. Um, and... Um, Man, I think you guys uh, have got a great location. It's middle of the road for the guys who like to travel around and smoke. See, you know, they got their pod here. Some guys they come and meet and hang out with. Oh, yeah. And then they're headed over here. What else? I mean, we've got this and then um, Lit. But, I mean, that's about, I mean, St. Louis Cigar over there on Olive. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then, well, then you have Olive Shop and St. Peter's. But these yeah. the closest relation, really. What that leads me to is I I don't think I'd ever been in here when this was teens. I don't I don't I mean when I first moved here maybe I came in here or something like that, but I don't know. It's much more open than what it was before. Because oh, yeah. this is where you bought this cigars was right retail. here. This was the and then he had a area. big Indian, and there was not much space. Just all of his stuff was up here in the front. Yeah. We're sitting right where the retail was. Yeah. Then they had like a like a freestanding wall with the that high top table behind it was... I don't even think you could walk around the table. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff for sale that they never sold and took up a lot of room. I mean, it's a pretty good, pretty, pretty good space. Yeah, it, it, once we opened it up, it's, it's done real well. It's, 
And, you know, getting back to the what you were talking about, because we've got a lot of guys, a lot of regular guys, they're always wanting to, as soon as they go in, okay, what's new? And they're on it, they're on it right away. And that's awesome, that's, that's awesome because you don't forget that. Yeah. And my question is because you've been to TNC and all that, I'm talking about people that move around office. Did you get any carryover from people that used to come to TNC? Oh yeah. We've got a ton of guys that have lived in the area and they said, we're really glad you're open again and we're really glad you have cigars. Because at the end, evidently, there was nothing to buy. And I think a, a lot of guys remember that, but the word now is getting out that, hey, go check it out. They've got a big selection, you know, and they're coming in. Now they're, they live in the area and they're regular guys. They come in, they buy sticks to go, but once in a while they'll, they'll hang out too. Well, did, did you run into any of that stigma that, you know, before you was a smart tobacco shop? Oh yeah. Well, and when we talked to uh, our rep, who you know talked about the size of the humidor, he said, "My advice, Jake from Fuente." He said, "The humid. The problem with that size humidor, although it's great to have the room, he said you're always going to look like you're either just opening or closing because to fill it is." You know, so... Thir 31 feet, how high are those seams? 12 feet? Uh, yeah, it's... That's uh, 31 we feet. Took 12, we took 12 feet off of it. Okay, and the average cigar box is 11 and a half inches. Yeah. That, I mean, you're, you're talking a box a foot, four shelves long, and then whatever across. Yeah. You can take every facing from every Yeah. And fill half of it. And that's exactly what he said. Yeah. He's like, you just... You know, and we wanted to, we wanted to open it up to have, we wanted it to be a place you could come and be comfortable and hang out. You know, so our, our motto: shop and relax. You know, that's what it is. That's cool when you pull when you pull them up on Google and it says uh, it says triple H cigar relax. Well, we've talked about that. I mean, that's why we got into the cigar deal because. Um, makes you slow down you know you're gonna at least put an hour into a good cigar if not more you're with some friends it makes you slow down and you guys get a, a chance to catch up with everything and um, yeah we've talked about that many 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 times on our podcast with quite a few different characters I mean we've been doing this uh, I want to say a, a year and a half and yeah and we've Man, a lot of people. We got our own, but we met them too. I mean, we've from from Lars Keaton to um, to Luciano. Yeah, you you can pull those names up quicker than I have. But um, who's the girl uh, that we had? That the the really pretty girl that has the the cigar line. Okay. They were so huge, I forgot. <laughs> anyway, and then McAuliffe and uh, we've Karen, Burr. Karen yeah, yes, stuff, yeah. um, and her stuff was really good. Everybody we've met has been so awesome. One of our favorite, of course, is Nish Patel. He's if you've not met him, oh yeah, 
yeah he's that was, that's, a, that's a fun podcast he's like one of our favorite we've had him on the podcast and uh, we love his bold cigar it's fantastic and uh yeah so the funnest question you know we typically when, when we do our videos, um we don't get too weird with it but how how'd you get into cigars my favorite question <sighs> i'm trying to think of i was and how long how long wow well let's see i never liked i, w- I never wanted to smoke a cigarette okay yeah i'm trying i can't do it you know yeah. I smoked two cigarettes when I was a kid, got sick, and never... Oh, it's uh, triple leaf cigars with an S. All lowercase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My man smoked five packs of Camels a day. You know, he inhaled the pipe. He, you know, he was just... He always had that yellow thing on his hand. I said, I never want to do that, you know? But... You know, I wanted to be cool, so you know, I start. I started smoking cigars when I was 15, so I'm 66. Okay, so I've been I've been I've been across the board for you know my my the, my first real decent cigar that I smoked was the uh, uh, Macanudo Portofinos. Portofinos, and they've been out. They've been they've been making Portofinos for a hundred years. And then, and, so was this early 80s? Probably no, late seventies. Probably okay, so yeah. Right in the Ecuador, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, I worked part time in a tinderbox up in Northwest Indiana. Tinderbox. Yeah, I was I was working. Tinderbox was like the first company. It was like it was local cigar shops. They got enough traction. They franchised their name. And you saw tinderbox at one point. Yeah, they were ever, they, every mall had one. I worked. Everywhere. I worked in the mall and. Uh, I was working for a car dealership up there that was in downtown Gary, Indiana, and we always closed at five or six o'clock. So I was bored out of my mind. So a buddy of mine owned—he was one of the franchisees. So I just went there to work part time, just have something to do at night, you know. And uh, that's when I really kind of got into the better cigars. You know, when I when I first started smoking cigars, I was, you know, smoking anything from, you know. So you're the second youngest I've heard. Next month. Well, like I say, I've been doing it a long time, so yeah. that's. Uh, well, yeah, you got. Well, I've been 20, yeah. 21 years. Yeah. Yeah. You're 66. Yeah. Well, I started in college, but I don't. I wouldn't qualify what I was smoking as cigars. As a matter of fact, I don't even think there was any tobacco in it. We were just like we're broke. Let's get a keg. Let's get some cigars. Swisher Sweets. Yeah, man. Swisher Sweets. I don't even... I think that was just... Well, you know, back then... Not that you're not crazy old, but then it may have been tobacco. That was 80 to 84. You think there was actually tobacco in them? There may have been tobacco in it then. I don't know. They had little plastic tips on them in the day. Yes, they did. I smoked them. You know. You know, smoke those, and we thought we were fantastic. But I, yeah, you mentioned the tinderbox. Yeah. That's, so my dad had a good friend, who, a priest, who had actually had a his uncle had a clubhouse on Merrimack River, and so they were having a party, and he said, "We're going to smoke dollar cigars," and you know that's going to be the party. So my friend and I went to the tinderbox and got a couple cigars. And from that point, I would say that was probably when I was 
I think I was, I think I was probably maybe 20, 20 or 21. I'm 61 now. And from that point on, I started smoking cigars. Well, I'm 60. When I graduated college, I think the first box, and I split them with my neighbor, and um, he goes, let's get, off, let's get off of this crap, let's get serious. And I go, what do you want to buy? He goes, well, what do we do? Let's split a box of Punch Robustos. No label, no, just a little yes. box. Yes. Yes. And they were fantastic. Keep going. Yes. They were fantastic. And I don't know how many was in there, 20? We kept them down at my place and he'd come over after work, you know, maybe a couple times a week. And uh, we'd smoke him in our basement, walk around the neighborhood, talk to everybody, and they were fantastic. And I was hooked after that. Man. Yeah. I think those, the, were the, those, were, sorry, those were the days when punch was, punch was still thick, hearty tobacco before its time. This is shit I love. That's why I'm hooked. General, and then it became a flagship Macanudo kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think it was a Sancho Panza was the uh, was the first cigar that I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that way back then, and then it was my friend who actually him and I have been friends for. He's still a cigar smoker. We're, we went to grade school together, high school together. He comes in here. He's we have the same birthday. We've been friends forever, and we're both still cigar smokers. That's that fantastic. That's awesome. So, with these, um, you know, like obviously it's about you guys when I ask fun questions. I'm gonna ask probably the most loaded question <laughs> that anybody would ever wanna know, right? What's the worst story you've ever had? So you thought I was gonna say the best. It's the worst. Probably, oh boy, I don't remember the name of it, but I was in Myrtle Beach and, uh, and we went to the golf course, and it was a cigar that I smoked out of their counter case that was, I mean, it, it like ignited like a, like a rolled up newspaper. Right. Know? It was just, everything about it was bad. The taste, the taste. Like when you lit it, it yeah. just never went out and it, it just you know, stayed on fire. <laughs> but I, you know, smoked it through the first, you know, because we just got down there and I had brought, I was going to get some cigars down there and uh, the thing burnt, but I played one of the best, not, you know, I, it was, I got it on the, at, the, at the turn and it was probably one of the best nine holes. I, the cigar was horrible, but my game was, that's was great. That's great. Yeah. But it, I don't remember the name of it. Well, that's why the cigar is the best round play. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it, the worst cigar I ever had, you know, my, my mother's family is all all Italian, so we'd go we'd go hang around with with her family, and they had these damn Perotis. Worst thing I ever put in my mouth. I mean, it was that, that was, you know, these old guys would sit and smoke those things, you know, and, and they do they kind of look like small cat turds anyway. And yeah, they're like weird, like dirty Yeah, and one of the old guys handed me one of those, knowing I like to smoke cigars and. I, it was, it was by far the worst thing I've ever. I've ever well, done. they back in the day had the Dutch Master. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They had the White Owl. Yeah. Yeah, because I know I've smoked one of those. Well, see, and I think, and I'm not sure. I think up until like, see, I think in the early '90s when the boom came back, that's when all the machine-made rollers 
first started doing wine owls, Dutch masters. Yeah, like yeah, Garcia Vegas. And that's when they went to them. They weren't shit. They they went shit or shitty or. I was probably already hooked because I'd always buy the gum. You remember the gum that was packed like a white owl and it had a cigar label on it and it was yeah. gum. And yeah. I was like, I'm hooked already. I'm ready. I'm done with the gum. Let's get the damn cigar going. Yeah. That's going back to where they had the little cigarette, little candy cigarettes. Yeah. 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 And they would not would allow blow- that probably today. Huh? No. Now? Now, yeah, they probably because you could blow on them and a, and a white puff would come out of them. It was a yes. yeah, it was like chalk. It was like a piece of chalk. It was like yeah. a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. And it was like some sort of weird candy. Well, that was like when uh, Jack Links the beef jerky came out with that skull can of shredded jerky. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was like in high school packing that motherfucker, <laughs> like scooping yeah. it out, sticking it on. <laughs> And they actually had gum like uh, yeah, the big chewing league tobacco. Chew. Yeah. yeah, the big league chew. Like the big league chew. Yeah, yeah. come on, guys. Get here's how you, we're gonna just start tra- well, that's when they teaching you to, right they now. To make like red man packs. They were trying to teach kids like, hey, those MLB players aren't chewing red man. They're chewing big league <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. It's funny you said that. So We've never had this conversation. No, we have not. That was fun. Italian stuff. So I had Toscano original, right? So it's that coffee. Yeah. Chocolate thing in like 2009. It, to the, it's, it, well, I'm not going to say it's what ruined infused cigar trees. I was never. My first cigar when I was nine years old was an original red label Indian tobacco. Right. We're talking one of the very first triple arrows because I thought I was cool and stole out of Michael's indoor. It's the worst. I'm good now, but you know, it's horrible. I think I was sick for like three weeks. Right? It's the worst. But, um, smoked it, and it literally, like, as, like, when I started getting nerdy into tobacco and getting tobacconists and sound and all these crazy things or these titles and shit, you have to smoke everything, right? Every time an acid came out, I'd smoke it, right? And the minute I lit it, I'd have this gag reflex. Because it just immediately, the smoke tasted like that bucket that's gone. And it's, it, you, gotta, you gotta, like, hold it back. You know, you're going to public, smoke it, smoke it, smoke it. You're smoking so fast, it's canoe, like you don't even care, you just roll it over. Like you can't see, it's good, straight scar, you're just fine, it's like awesome. Uh, it was the worst, man, the worst. Uh, yeah, I never, we never talked about that, thinking about that, how many things used to favor tobacco? Right, cigar bubble gum. Big bleak shoe. That's a pack of red man, bro. And yeah. they even had it in the plastic container, the round plastic container suit. Yeah. It's back in the day when, when smoking was cool and yeah. you know cigarettes were cool. I mean, you know the Marlboro man. You used to get it was the green or I'm sorry, the pink stick of gum and then the blue stick of gum. Right? Fun tobacco fact. Rocky can tell us it's a boy, it's a girl. Yeah. People design. Wrapper and color, that's where they come from. Yep. No, they had all, I remember my dad got me a, it was like a lollipop pipe. You know, it was just, it was a lollipop, looked like a pipe. That doesn't surprise me either. Yeah. But yeah, they had the candy cigarettes and they had the chew stuff and all that. You know, I mean, it was, it was a big deal back then, but not anymore. 
Well, let's get back to your guys' place here. So what what do you guys got going on as far as now that things are kind of settling down, things are opening back up, everybody's getting to like some kind of weirdo normalcy, Yeah. which it'll never be what we knew probably ever again. But, right, the new norm. What do you guys, uh, do you guys have, uh, have a scheduled events and, things going on here in the, the future or what's going the on the reps are just now starting to talk to us about events so well, i mean most of them didn't start traveling until yeah March or ben from ben from drew drew estates was just here for the first time he's only been able to travel for three weeks now so probably over the next four or five weeks you yeah. guys will have a better idea of what you guys can schedule and what events you yeah can they've have all here. told us end of quarter three we'll and i we'll think once the show is done then they'll want to start. Well, yeah. yeah, these these two months, July and August, right? And when that show, when they moved the show from September to July, these two months kind of started acting like the beginning of the fiscal year, right? So in tobacco, right? December, January is kind of that long. Christmas, the uh, June, my birthday, the fourteenth, it's kind of that long tobacco, right? It's a slow time, you know, things are done, this and that. July and August, these two months, because what happens is. Everyone's releasing their PCA exclusives, right? Or what IDC or so used to be IDCPR. All their exclusives. They're going to get all these orders at the show, right? They probably already sent out show orders. Oh yeah. Going, oh yeah. So you can still get to them. And then the next three weeks is just a logistical nightmare. You're going to get in three weeks. I almost up bet my carbon case. I have my iPad tomorrow, right? You're going to get, you'll, you know, say you order $1,500 a product, you'll get three different shipments of $500. Because they can't send it all at once, or oh, yeah. this account's been an account for 20 years, so they need theirs first, you know. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that's that's kind of a given. We, you know, we, we've already seen a little bit of that, you know. And, uh, yeah, but I hate that. Well, I don't, it's, I don't think that's okay. I don't think it's right, but we don't do that. Shit. Yeah, but, yeah, but they're gonna do, but they're gonna do it because they control it, and that's, well, that's true too. Yeah, you know, but we've also, you know, we'll we'll do some of our own in-house stuff when football season starts. You know, we've got, awesome. you know, we've Jim's our grill master here. We've got a got a real nice grill out in the back, and we'll do some, you know, we'll do some, you know, do some barbecue for guys and. You know, we want to get the football season going. We're going to be real heavy into that, and uh, and just do like an in-house. Yeah, just just a little in-house deal. You know, just you know, invite the guys come in, and you know, we'll have some food out, and you know, if you if you cook it, they will come. You know, I mean, it, you know that. Yeah, that, but you know, we you know we've got a couple little things we've talked about with that, and uh, you know, we want to we we really want to work that well. But again, the reps. Once the show is over and they said end of quarter three, which will be September, they'll start ramping up to do some events. So we'll cool. we'll get on that as as fast as we can. Well, would, uh, this is this is always this is a nosy question, so you don't have to answer down one. Kidding. What would be your first event? Because I see you guys are heavy. Your Perdomo riding, right? Uh, I'm sure we all miss Sam Ashley. He's gone, right? Rusty takes care of you guys. Um, you got Jake, right? Ben? Yep. Um, is, oh, man. Uh, is what's his name still handling Southern Girl? 
Corey. Corey. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, what do you guys imagine first? Event? I would think probably what Perdomo. I would say that. Or, or Oliva. You know, I know Ben from Drew Estate said, you know. And he's, Joe, Joe from Oliva's brought it up too. So, yeah. Joe's good people, real good people. Right. No, yeah, we got to try to got to try to strong little strong arm Michelle from uh, Asylum. See, so we get yeah. So, so, so. It's good. Doing a little podcast here. You know, it's been, that's been a very, very successful product for us. It's, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That's one thing. And I actually, it's, it's kind of funny when him, when him and I met. His cigar is that 660. It's, it's called the Asylum Premium. Right. It's the Nicaraguan Puro. Uh, it's got the Roma Tepestero on it. I am not a 6 green gauge guy at all. I'm not. I actually smoked one the other day. He gave me in 2018, 19? Oh, yeah. He gave it to me. Um, I smoked it, I say the other day, it's probably been a couple of months. But it slid out of cellophane. Cellophane is just completely cedar yellow. You know, so far his his age to perfection. Smoked it. I smoked a cigar for I don't know, probably two minutes. It is a phenomenal cigar. That one. First thing you do, it's so. I equate the Asylum line to Christian Duroa as you do Acid to Jonathan Drew, right? There are people that have been smoking Acid since 2014 when it dropped. Have no idea who Jonathan Drew is, right? right. It's fucking Drew's statement. But it just launched so well. There are Asylum smokers that don't know who the hell Christian Duroa is. Right. CLE. Or there are cigar uh, asylum smokers that have no idea what a Nicaraguan asylum puro is either. Well, that too, they'll tell you everything's hot dirt because they like, well, I didn't even know they had one of those. Well, we've got guys that have come in here who had no idea what that line is, and now they're buying boxes. You know, it's it's. You so all of you have been smoking. We've all been smoking long enough that when was the first time you saw an uh, probably at Montrace. Five, six years? Yeah, that big frickin' thir- and uh, it was yeah, here at Town and Country yeah. too. They had them here and they were selling the hell out of them. That big 880, that big black label, oh, yeah. the 13 with the skulls on it. Yeah, we they were I selling think, the hell I out of them. I think we first saw them when Alcorns was still in business there in Crestwood. Yeah, because he he now carried, it's Riverman. Yeah, Riverman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but something that no one, it, it just looks weird when you're smoking. It's that big 880 is. Well, it, was, it was just the ultimate gadget, right? Like, and they actually have an Asylum 880 too in the premium line. Oh, they do. They actually, yeah. they actually have, it's called the, uh, the 13, yeah, there used to be like, I'm talking like back in 2011, 12. There was this YouTube channel. These guys, they were called the uh, Mind Freaks, Cigar Mind Freaks. They were, they were sponsored by the Asylum brand of Europa, right? And all they did was smoke. That's where the Long Ash contest came from on the 880s, right? You had two contests in one night, Longest Ash and Fastest Smoke. And when you got done, you went backpacks, hats, lighters, cutters, and you went all kinds of crazy shit. 
but you puke it in the back. <laughs> not because the cigar is horribly strong. It's not the strongest cigar out there. That's a lot of fucking tobacco. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a that's ton. A, that's a, if a standard, if, a, if, if based on measurement, a standard Robusto at 550 is the equivalency of tobacco in a carton of cigarettes. Right now, mind you, in a carton of cigarettes, there's a little more than this much tobacco. That should tell you something, right? But everyone goes, oh my God, it's always more. What do you think an 880 is? Yeah. That's, I don't know, uh, right in about that. It's a big ass stick for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, but the gag joke started, right? You waited for the guy to light it to make your dick joke. And like, ah, oh, you're pretty good at talking, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. You handled that before, right? All those fun jokes. But I honestly never thought, and we've talked about this in parts, because he's as 60 as high as he would go. But he comes down, he smokes a bunch of crazy shit now. I smoke 60s now because of him and all that old backstory stuff. But um, they sell. You'll see someone like you guys have 770s. Right? Oh, yeah. You're like, so shit, they're lit. 770s. <laughs> Box of fucking weed. We, we sell, the ton, we sell, we sell a ton tons of big of ring gauge stuff. Yeah. It's. But back in the time when I. Um, so. Um, shortly after I got really uh, like punch and started getting into some cigars I was probably uh, I think I was uh, toying with um, uh, um, the Excalibur uh, I was La Jolla de Monterey and then I got into some of their line and that moved me out to I moved to Park City Utah with my family we lived out there for 10 years and I was smoking a lot of La Jolla uh, de Monterey's and, and some of those lines, some of their classics, some of their reserves. And, um, but um, back in the day, if you really got on that spicy, really big ring gauge, there was not a lot of cigars. No. Everything was very mild. Um, even the old school was very mild. And then as I moved back here, I was 10 years out there and I moved back here. Um, so I moved back here probably um, in like, oh, 2010. It started really catching on the bigger cigars. Um, and, and then there was a lot of them like Perdomo. Um, well, I mean, there's just a lot of them. Uh, the, um, the one by uh, CAO, the, um, the flatheads the flat flat were fantastic. And I mean, you could start fine, like maybe three or four. If you were a bigger range guy, they had really good spicy cigars. And um, it just, and then everybody started following. And now there's just a ton of really good cigars out there now that are spicy, they're a lot of flavor and um, became very popular but that's only been like the last six years yeah we we carry that the perdomo the menzo line which is all 70 no matter what it what, what? the menzos oh yeah there's yeah. the barrel age the double yeah. barrel age maduro but they're all and, 70 ring gauge and we yeah. sell them like yeah. crazy that is it, it's just still it's still amazing that ring gauge, I don't, I don't get. But now you see, it used to be the joke used to be, and I should say, guys, you see girls smoking now too, right? Women smokers have been more and more and more and more and more, and then they're some of them are a lot smarter in tobacco than men, right? You know, we're big and dogs and shit like that. Right? But I would say my ring gauge has gone down. 
quite a bit since over the last year and a half, two years. When we when we had met each other, this is we've had this conversation a million times. This is nothing against anybody he smoked with. He's never met anyone that knows tobacco like I do, right? I never met anyone that knew bourbon like he did, right? That's our old joke. I was a Scotch guy for years. When you would look at my bar now, I mean I've got hundreds of bottles now, but when you look at my bar, it was easily 90 Scotch, 10 bourbon. Now the joke is it's 90 bourbon. 10 select scotches that I like to drink, you know? Um, and his cigars as well. He was 60 all the way, 60 all the way. I remember the first time I gave him a Lancero, he told me he was gonna smoke it for 20 minutes and they wouldn't be over the shit. And an hour later, he's like, well, I didn't really do it. Yeah. Do it. And he throws me a 60 aside. I'm gonna smoke a fucking 60, dude. Right? My mouth doesn't open any wider than this. Right? <laughs> Smoked it and I was like, okay, you got a point. Even, even, even like me, like history and years of doing it, Right, and it's those points we've talked about, but you can't, the minute, it's a pet peeve of mine in tobacco. The minute you think you've got it figured out, you're done. Yep. You're out, you're out. Yeah, we, Luciano's become a very good friend of ours, Luciano Reyes, right? I remember the first time I sat down with this man, it was supposed to be a 10 minute, I how are you? Seven and a half hours later, we smoked 15 cigars, and we were hammered out of our minds. And I felt like I didn't know a damn thing about tobacco when that man talked. Because he knows it on a different level, right? And that's one of the cool things about shops, right? I'm a firm believer, there's a lot of people out there that still, you have like a, that purist, I guess you call them purist. They think that if you haven't gone to some bullshit school and got a certificate that says you're a tobacconist, you can't run a store. Well that's why I go, you guys got between you, you got almost 90 years of smoking experience. You've been smoking how long? Exactly. Yeah. Up. Like, don't worry about it. You know enough to know a good cigar from a bad one. You know enough about business to run a business. You don't have to conform to some idea of school and shit. Yeah. And I'm the idiot. I have those certifications. It doesn't matter. Right? I did those at a point in time. It was a boost in, in, in business, right? It was going to put me places. It was good. It's cool. You spend enough time doing this, you know everything you need to know about a cigar, and probably a little more, than, or a lot more than a, a lot of people, and a little more than quite a few people, that you can do your business, you can do your thing. Well, out of all the cigars that you guys have smoked over your years, has there ever been, you know, as you're going through your travels and whatever, and your experience, has there ever been a cigar that you come across that you just like, all of a sudden, within about, you know, 10 minutes, because you got to give it about an inch and a half or whatever to get into the meat of it, that you were just like, wow, this is amazing. That one right here in the, in the right here in the humidor, that's at, it's at uh, CLE, the CBT. The Arroyo. The Arroyo CBT Maduro. It's the best smoke I've had in, for, in forever. It, it's it, the first time I put that in my mouth and took a draw it was there you just know that's a good cigar and it is it is a fabulous fabulous cigar so for you what was for you I mean I, I would say probably the first the 64 Padron anniversary I remember the first time I smoked one of those which one did we did that on the old it, Exclusive Natural Maduro. Right? The, when, it comes to, when it comes to anniversary of Maduro, you're yeah, Maduro. Maduro. Oh man, see, so won't keep this down. Yeah, so and it was like nothing I had ever really smoked before. 
Is that what we did on one of our old school ones? And me and him both, I says, hey, we're doing a lot of this, this, and that, some of the, the newer stuff. What if we go back? And that's one of them we did. Well, yeah, this cool And that was, blew us away. It was he said, good. He said, we, we keep smoking. I'll tell you, for probably six, seven months, we were in the boutique all the way, every episode. He was like, why don't we do three weeks of classics? And we got a good response on, on Instagram. We put it out there, and we ended up doing the drone. Hang on, we did Rome, Ashton, and we we did a Fuente. Fuente, yeah, we did. Yeah, that's what we did. We did the Drone, Ashton, I'll throw a Fuente, and we smoked the Viejo Shark. Right, we say classics. We went to like the best shit they had. Viejo <laughs> <laughs> Sharks. Ashton, we did the, the VSG 25 salutes. And then Madrone, I was like, I'm a 64 over 26 guy. I'm a 45 over 50 guy. I, I smoke a lot of Madrone, right? But we had spent three weeks smoking this other stuff, and we got down to, to Exclusivos. We did 64 Exclusivos in the dirt. We're smoking, and I was like, you know, for a bunch of quote unquote full strand, full body smokers, well, we've been fucking slacking, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We smoked through those guys on that one it, it was fun. But yeah, that, I agree with that. I agree. Um, that's, a, that's, that's a good point in the cigar that you dive right into it and immediately it, it's, you're in there. But over the last year and a half that we've been doing this podcast, we have smoked obviously a lot of crown heads. He's a big Las Caveras guy, big crown heads guy. And we spent a lot of time with Luciano. I love his traveler. They love the land. He loves the Lancero. Um, he's a big Lancero guy. And then we got into Tatuaje and started smoking that line. And all of them are very good. They, they have all their unique things. And then one day I'm down at Lit and somebody hands me a Miami uh, 15. And that blue, have you guys had That's the, a good smoke. the Miami 15? That one right there was a game changer for me. I walked right in there about halfway through and I bought anything they had. I bought it because that thing was so, it was like a Robusto. And by the time you got in that, it was light and the flavors were so amazing. I was just like, that cigar is kind of a game changer for me. And uh, I still have some, but man, every time I go to smoke one, I'm like, is it, are you ready for that tonight? Is this, <laughs> is this the right night for that? Because we've had them on back order for almost nine months. Tatuai's had them back ordered since November. Man, that's a fantastic, so, but you've smoked I've one. i smoked it. So that brings me into something I want to ask you guys too, because I'm explain why. So, Remember when I made that statement about the minute you think you know everything, you're good, you know this and that. So he gave me the Solomon version of that cigar to show in 19. Right, so seven and a half, 52 to 54, back to 50, right? Smoked it and I was like, you know, there's just too much tobacco. Started really well and then it blanded out. And I had this preconceived notion of that Bellicosa. We smoked it and I went, fucking dummy, you did that thing. Like you did that thing. Have you ever done that with a cigar? There's a size that you, and it's gonna lead in, you know, I wanna, we wanna know your favorite sizes and, and cuts and things like that. Like, we get a lot of questions about that when it comes to cuts and stuff like that. Especially when we're in a more talking to somebody. Instead of an interview, you already got the job, you can't worry about it. But, um, 
kind of joke for a friend. Have you ever done that with a cigar? With the Milanio in the Torpedo. Okay. You know, I just, I saw it, eh, you know, but after I smoked it, it was like, had you smoked a previous size? I had smoked the Robustos. The best, right? best ever. Can't One of the best ever. But when I went to the, the, like the Figueroa size, I was real apprehensive about that. And once I, once I lit that thing up, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a fantastic cigar. That's a, that's a fantastic cigar. You know, we've got, we carry that, the JSK line. And, and that, and I'm a Lancero guy. I, I, I really, really like a Lancero. I've, you know, and we, we smoked that up at our friend's shop up in Indiana. And I was apprehensive about that cigar because it just didn't look like other Lanceros. But it's a hell of a smoke. Yeah. It, it really is. It's a hell of a smoke. But the, but, but the, but the Milanio is the one that really got me because I, I, was, I, just, I almost didn't want to smoke it. But once I did, it's like... Well, yeah, I, I'm a little hypocrite on that cigar because I am not a box press fan. I, I yeah, like I'm it. not either. Uh, yeah, I agree. Don't get me wrong, they burn fantastic. They got the greatest draw on yep. any freaking bread you can make. I don't like the way it sits in my mouth. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Milanios, I smoke them all damn day, right? All day. The TAA release from Tatawai, I smoke them all damn day, right? There are a few where it's like, okay, you're going to be a hypocrite here, but you got to make an exception. Right. Jim, how would you? you smoke one that kind of hypocrisize a little bit getting into it, or? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm you know pretty open with, you know, I try not to go in anything with any preconceived notions oh, of of you know what it's going to be. But I I can say, and and Jim, I was never a big Oliva fan for I don't know if it was the first one that I smoked he wouldn't smoke them and I was like you know I'm just not but now I've completely changed done a complete 360 and love them well he told you so and I don't know if it's because maybe I smoke of more of what I've smoked I've revisited and you know I I love them so I have the Milanio I love it the V series I think is fantastic, but I was probably three years ago, I was down in Fort Myers with my brother, he lives down there. And uh, we went into a little place off the beach called the Cigar Hut. And um, I was asking this guy, I told him my taste profile, whatever, and he goes, now this is a winter release. It is the uh, Olivia V series Maduro Especial which at that time only kind of came out. They put it out once a year. It was a fourth quarter end of year drop. Right. Yeah. And I had that. We went over to this little hole in the wall, the, the mermaid, and I smoked it. And I went back to that guy and I says, if you've got a box, I want them. I've been hooked on them ever since. And uh, I, now you can buy them pretty regularly. Now they're year round. Yeah. Yeah. But those are fantastic. And I don't know that it's a true 660, but close. And it is absolutely fantastic. That whole Olivia V series is fantastic. Well, the one thing I've, I've liked about Olivia too, and Joe and something, they, they've always been, uh, Carl Oliva's always been, even though it's a modern market, if you look at every cigar they put out, 
if it's, a, it's still true Mihike size platform, right? So vintage Cuban platform. So when you look at the Figurado, right? It's still an original, almost squeezed Barrero. It's still there. You can tra you can translate modern sizes back to original or what you what everyone calls now as Castro or uh, pre um, present Castro Kennedy. Oh, right? um, that's one they've always done. But I have always Oli Oliva was was my, what launched me. Like my next question that we'll play with um, last meets in Nicaragua was back was Oliva. Right. I was fortunate enough, I was in a place in the time in 2007, I smoked an original S. Right, now that's a cigar now, you can buy one from Hatfield that charges $3,000 for the stick. Um, that was a cigar at that time that was released. Um, it was too strong, right? It was, it's what, it was what made the V, right? Because the V came down to V now. I mean, V now, that's a full cigar. That's, that's, that's a powerful cigar right there. And you smoke on, it's great. And then you have things like I know. I think the O's is O gone now. No, it's, it's we still have the O's. Still around. Yeah, we have O's. Oh, we have the O G and V. O O G and V. Okay. Oh, that's my Sorry. Uh, but you look at things like the G now and all the Cameroon they do with it, right? Um, the Ecuador finishes they do on, um, and then the V, right? That V, when you look at the sizes on it, it's a Lancero. You have a Robusto, a Double Robusto, a Super Toro, all these sizes actually flowing together. Uh, and then when you look at like the um, uh, Special Maduro stuff, right? Double Robusto, right? Sangrejo Toro, right? These, these are true sizes. And they're only in 10 count boxes because of the age and availability of the tobacco. You know, like Oliva was my, my book on Nicaraguan tobacco. That's what sank me in Nicaragua and made me a didn't make me I still land. When they go on tobacco where it's at. No, they make a good cigar. They really what do. is your region of choice? I'm all over the board, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know. you know how hard it is for people to say that? Uh, well, I really everybody, everybody wants to laugh. I'm no. honest. I'm no, no. Cigars all over the board. Okay? Yeah. Damn good cigar. Yeah. Yeah. No, I So that's a nice lead in because that's our next adventure right now me and mark have been working on uh trying some new blends because we're hoping to have by the end of september another cigar out a puro uh nicaraguan and uh so that's what we're working on now to I jump guess, i guess i can surprise some fun news with you um we got a bunch of nicaraguan triple arrows that are showing up this set okay uh, about 36 different triple arrow ones. Um, this next cigar uh, will do 25 count boxes. Um, I'll explain everything. I'm super excited about it. I am certainly confident. I don't think we're. I, I do think. Sorry, we're going to find the hooligan in this next. This next. That's our next cigar we want to bring out called the Hooligan. We have the Cyclops, and the Cyclops kind of developed because I, I asked him because I draw these things up usually on napkins where I'm at dinner or whatever, and he says, well, what about an anchor? And then you can never go wrong with having a skull on your label. <laughs> so he said, okay, yeah, 
We love skulls. Who yeah, doesn't? Does. Every man wants a skull on his well, my, cigar. My thing with the anchor, I was like, you know, and then it's our anchor cigar. I'm not to tell you his turn on it, it just made it make so damn much more sense. You have an anchor, right? I mean, if you're on a boat and you go out and you're starting your fishing trip and you're starting whatever you're doing, when you drop the anchor, that's the start of your activity, right? I was like, dude, the anchor. And originally I was like, let's call the cigar the anchor. I was like, you're an artist, draw this dope-ass anchor. I was like, throw some skulls on it, right? <laughs> Why not? We like skulls. But then he took it and he tied it into St. Louis. It's cool. Yeah. So now I, so I've been, I love Halloween. I carve pumpkins out the butt every October. I go all over the state of Missouri for pumpkins and I carve all these pumpkins. And I'm like, man, I got all these in my uh, picture profile, all of these different um, uh, pumpkin faces. Why don't we take one of these pumpkin faces and do that with our next line and I don't know how it'll all work out. And then I was thinking about it, thinking about it. And I have uh, music that I have for the Halloween podcast or, or uh, just playlists for Halloween. And one of these is Screaming Jay Hawkins. And he talks about on a hooligan night, you know, we're out there getting around town and doing all this. And I'm like, man, there's the Cyclops. And now we got the, the Nicaraguan Puro hooligan anyway i just thought it would fit for our sophomore our second cigar into our line and whatever and everything seems to be going well and everybody's happy with these cigars that this would be a a, a great deal so we're we're really excited about it yeah let's do an anchor of skulls <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, if you look at the pumpkin, it's kind of like I don't draw like normal like jack-o'-lantern or I don't do the stencils like of the presidents or whatever. It's kind of like I start carving and then, you know, he'll have one eye open and then a slit with a scar through it. And, you know. And uh, I says, I well, got you, this well, one should, in mind. You should supply all of your dealers that have your cigar with a cigar pumpkin. Exactly. You know. Like Halloween, we'll make our rounds and bring you guys a pumpkin. Put that, put it, yeah. put that bad boy right there, you know. That's, everybody sees it when they walk in, you know. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. the Cyclops came to me, right? So the anchor's on there, the CMB on the label, and there's this skull of the scar and this thing alive. And he goes, Cyclops. I went, I'm in, man. Well, we appreciate it. Believe me. Well, and not to mention, you guys have got some customers in here who, who have been smoking them and love them, and uh, I think you guys are going to do really well. No, we're we're actually, I'll be honest with you. After smoking this cigar, I'm I'm excited to take it on. I really am. It's, yeah. Uh, like I said, I've had a lot of people smoke them, and then by the time they're done with them, they're like, wow, I had no idea. And some of those flavors in there, even the master over here was super surprised. And uh, I think it catches people off guard, because when you visually look at it, you think it's gonna be an absolutely uh, spice bomb. It's gonna be harsh and whatever, and it ends up being a really nice, um, pleasant, Every way, everywhere through the construction, 
to the end down to a nub if you're serious about spending some time with it it's a fantastic cigar and it it kind of covers everything that everybody likes in a good cigar i think it's really a little unusual me personally oh i agree i agree so what have been some of the uh um most amusing things that you've had since opening the shop yourself <laughs> Uh, I guess some of the questions that you get, yes, you know, we're gonna make a shirt with things people ask in a cigar. Like, what was the one guy asked for? I, I want an all-natural cigar. Yeah, wanted an all-natural cigar, and we said, well, there's really not much more natural than than yeah, a they're cigar. all <laughs> natural. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's the pipe smokers are different guys. They come up yeah. with, they come up with all kinds of stuff. We'll come. We'll, we know where you live. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah, pipe pipe smoker, The pipe communities comes up with some strange stuff. They really do. Or, I know what it is. Or the guy, we had a guy yesterday that came in and was completely surprised that we didn't sell Zippo Wick. Oh, guys, we'll be right back. All right. All right, guys, we're back. I made an asshole, so I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> not afraid to throw it out there. <laughs> no, we, 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 get a lot, we get a lot of weird stuff. It's, you know, it's... it's but, you know, I've been in a retail business all my life, so, you know, oh, yeah. not, not sure you a, had a lot of crazy shit. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're in the automobile business, you get a lot of weird, weird questions. And, well, how straight does it drop? Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, it all depends on how straight you are, you know, but it's, yeah. but no, we get, we get some, uh, the, the people that get me sometimes is when you're trying to make a decision on a $11 lighter, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we don't know on eleven dollar lighter. On a lighter, you know, this is a, like a major life change. You know, it's, uh, you know, and then they'll then they'll say, well, we'd like to have the lighter, but could we get it filled up? Well, of course, we filled up, fill up everybody's lighter. No, we're gonna sell it to you. Yeah, you gotta go somewhere else to fill it up. Yeah, it's like you know, of course, we're gonna fill it up yeah. for you, but people people look at you like, do I get it filled up too? You know. <laughs> Of course you do. Yeah, like I said, the guy that came in yesterday was completely surprised we didn't sell Zippo Wicks for the Zippo lighter wicks. Have you ever put a Zippo wick in? Me neither. And I have a lot. I have Zippos that are 25 years old and I've never replaced a wick. Yeah, I've I've never replaced a a wick, and if I've ever had a problem with a Zippo, I don't replace anything. I send it to Zippo, and they send it back, you know. Well, there's that, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I I should say we work with, we've done some cool stuff with this company. Like, you'll show them your case. This is a Holy Bible, so B-U-Y. Oh. B-L-E. They make elaborate 3D Zippo covers, right? Like Uh, this. Yeah, I was looking at that. That looks, that's. So. And I'm probably saying this wrong, but it's uh, it's called the Bible. Holy Bible, that's their company. Right, and they have, I'm sure, and I is it in Siberia or some shit? Anyway, they do these custom things like that's an owl, but they have this kind of silver skull owl that covers the eyes oh, of yeah. the owl. Oh yeah. And um, and I ordered it. I want to say it was like eighty dollars, and then. 
it comes to you. And then you, you, you slide that into a butane Yeah. It comes to you like this. And then this is a Zippo, right? Yeah, the, the butane. And it's, of course, it's almost out. But anyway, um, and then you do the insert. Um, and it's just something a little different that not a lot of people have. And um, we've, me and him, we're into lighters. That's what, you know, so we try to shake it up a little bit. We have skull heads from here that are soft flames. They're, um, they're, they're that are amazing. Brass kerosene. Like yeah. All up to we have and and these this is probably my go-to i always have this in i wear levi's outside of my shorts in the summer but i always keep this in the little yeah that little pocket yeah. and um i mean i mean it's perfect every time and i've had this probably two years and we both got a, a couple duponts that we have and um they're just fantastic and of course we have the cheap um, torch lighters or whatever we have our, our one buddy carries one of the best lighters ever my wife uh, loves creme delay and she's making the creme delay and it comes with a, li uh, a, oh, li yeah. a lighter it comes with the light and I start lighting my cigars as she's making I'm like well this shit is mine now you know because <laughs> it, it was like you know on the back porch or whatever the big you know we call it the uh, but, yeah, no, but the uh, lighter, he carries it, you call this welding torch or whatever. He's, he's got even a bigger one. The Mad Russian is one of our characters on the show, he's one of the guys on the show. Anytime we go anywhere, it's always the funniest thing, right? We'll pull out humidors, go buy cigars, and he's brought an ashtray before. We'll set up, everyone kind of looks. He pulls this really torch, I was back and everyone's like, what the and of course, when he lights it, he doesn't turn the flame down, right? So of he, course. <laughs> He's sweating pipe. No, dude, no, just put it down. And I'm always thinking in the back of my head, okay, so we're supposed to take some Spanish um, cedar, cedar with some soft yeah. flame old matches, light it up, and I'm like, I mean, is there any difference? To, hitting that tobacco with such a hard flame over and everybody's like probably but nobody spends the time to really do that i'm a soft flame guy right so it's like Lincoln julius right torch all the way i carry this but then i, I had to buy a torch because you know if we're i'm sitting where you're at that thing's gonna every time you like it right um so as as shop owners right so we there's there's DuPonts, you guys have custom glasses, you know, the layout's awesome. When you guys go to buy accessories, right, do you have, well, you already said you have people figuring over a $12, $11 product, right? And that should happen every day, you know? I think most people are looking for that 99 cent big. You know what I mean? Yeah. $1 dollar big, you know, I think you got one of those. Um, what do you guys do as far as when it goes to accessories? Do you reach out and go kind of buy some of the really expensive, you know, allocated customer stuff? Or do you play the middle of the road, you know, $12 to $60 kind of playground? Yeah, I mean, we've got all the Firebird lighters that we have are all, are all 11 bucks, and they all have worked really well. Probably the mo we've got the uh, Calibri V cutters that we sell, which is, to me, one of the best V cuts. Well, so, Elite with that spring-loaded V-cut, yeah. right? 
the league we own the market, I've said this, so I, I was a Zycar guy forever, right? Like I've got one of the only Zycar X1 9 3D prints, right? So you're kind of doing yeah, you got one of those, don't yeah. you? I, uh, no, I've got the like the one with the skull on it, but it's not yeah. like this. It's, it's got the Mayan cut in it. Okay, that. thanks, uh, buddy. But when quality importers bought Zycar, right, and that Kansas City office closed, thanks, man. Zycar's, Appreciate it. Uh, quality control department went down the tank, man. The first time I sent that in to get sharpened, they sent me back an export cutter. It took me two months. I'm like, do you understand like the cutter you took? Yeah. You can't. No, you need to send it. I got it back, right? But what Calibri's done is they've stepped into that play field. This one is the one Calibri I've always used. Calibri amazing products. That's a Cuban. And they've got all of their. It's like a no frills, no mistake. Yeah. We'll let you fuck it up. We've got one of those up no there. It's got the. It's probably uh, sixty dollars, and it's. We've fabulous. done real well with that Calibri, and we're going to expand that I line. Do the obviously gearing up for the holidays and, had this and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll expand yeah. that line, and then we've got on the but we've on got the counter there. We've got that uh, Calibri cube lighter. You know, oh, I try to give it to people that are like yeah, the one that pops up and down. Yeah, like so we actually we've got three of those out of order for three customers. They just want them. So we're gonna we're gonna there's a lot of guys gonna have some of those in the case, and I don't have a cutter. You know, like I said, we're gonna step it up just a little bit. That, you know, so you're not. We've been doing it for six it months. Yeah, and then you we got, had to like see what the base the was. And now we've kind of got an idea on that. So and then he's that's, that's, that's the next round unravel. of things we're going to do is, I mean, you've is cut bring half those an in. inch off the so, cigar. Some of them you don't even need so, cutters. Yeah, and then this one has a hole in there for the pigtail or whatever, just like ours. This yeah, one, I think, I think and this was. Well, this got some sentimental value. This one's probably about eight, nine years old that's been passed down to me. But anyway, um, this one I've always had, and I like his. And then there, there's a ring. Uh, some of the guys carry the round one. Well, Zycar made the extra. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the circuitizer. Yeah, the yeah. Um, those Perfecto cutters, and they make them in plastic, they make them in steel. It's Cuban Crafters that makes all those. That, if you want to talk, everyone's talking about the perfect cut. It's called Perfecto cutter for a reason. It doesn't matter what cigar you put in there, it only gives you a certain amount of millimeter that you only, you wrap the wrapper on the, uh, the cap on, sorry. You, we have one of those. We've got one on the counter for the, to try to steer people because we were just talking about, I've seen guys come in and we've got the big ring gauge up there and they'll cut the, and they're wondering why it's starting to unravel on them. They're like, this cigar is, yeah, like well you cut quarter of an inch an off inch, the whole yeah. damn thing. You cut half the inch off the, yeah. the end of the cigar. Yeah. That's always fun too. Well, that's one question before we get to the fun question. But have you had? I'm sure you have since you guys been open. And this is kind of the uh, unwritten. I mean, it's going to happen anytime. Customer comes in, right? Maybe they're new to smoking, or you know, they've been smoking a certain way their whole life with certain cigars. And they cut it too deep, and they can't draw on it. It starts to unravel, this and that. And they ask you to replace the product. We, that's our policy. Yeah. Even if it's your share? Well, we try to educate them, and replace yeah, it, and then educate them. Try to replace it and then educate them. And yeah. Say, Look. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what we do is we try to educate them and we try to, then we'll replace it. You know, we've, 
We've got one guy that's come in a couple times. He says, I, I smoked the cigar and it's musty. But he'll get one out of the same box and it'll be fine. It's, it's perfectly fine. So you know, I, what, one of the reasons I did this is this is a whole lot easier than the automobile business. You know, the guy leaves and three days later he's got a, you know, unfortunately maybe a transmission trouble, which cost me $3,000. You know, if a guy tells me that it's unraveling and not burning right, it cost me the gym maybe four dollars you know and it's easy as, as going in and hand them another one and and i think you get you know i think that's just good customer service you know but again to jim's point if that happens we try to educate them as to what to do right you know you you guys have been around connecticut cigars the connecticut cigars are pain in the butt in my opinion sometimes with the way they unravel and they fall apart and stuff it's a thin leaf it's it's just the nature of the beast and a lot of guys that's right and guys don't understand that so we try to educate them as to here you cut it this way you smoke it this way and generally after that the first problem they have they don't have that again you know yeah. so that's yeah because we don't know what you know they'll bring it they'll come back we don't know what they were doing with that cigar once they, you know they could have dropped it they could have there could have been a lot of things that happened to it but we just try to tell them, you know, this is a very delicate wrapper. You got to just be careful with it. You know, how you cut it, just try to watch it and see if it'll, you know, perform better for you. And the other thing that, and, and, and Jim is, you know, I call him the humidimaster. You know, he's got that humidor and these lockers just right. And it's something he's takes pride in and... If we get stock in that we know is a little bit, you know, who the hell knows what container it's been sitting in for how long. You know, we make sure that stuff sits out and we don't always sell it. We, we, we set it in there for a while and get it get it right because we don't want those problems. Well, see, and, 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 and that's awesome. I've always said when you bring product in, uh, you can't just cut the box open, tag it, stew it, throw it in, right? Give it some time to sit and do its thing, you know. I think every great shop does that. I know Lit handles it that way. I know that you guys obviously do. Uh, I know Crew does it. Um, I'm pretty sure most shops do it, right? Just kind of the workings of everything, right? But let them sit for a minute. You know, let, let them accolade from getting off the plane and then right. rocking some guy making good money driving a brown truck, dropping yeah. it off and, and dropping it off, you know. Um, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, we're going to wrap this up. Do you guys have any questions for us? I don't think so. I mean, I'm no, enjoying I, the hell out of this cigar. Yeah, I, like I said, and I guess we're anxious. I mean, to you guys, we have been on this about an hour and a half, and you guys are still smoking those. No, it's, and, a, uh, it's a good smoke. Yeah, and I and guess the, you know. I guess the question is, how, you know, how fast can we get them? You know, and uh, <laughs> okay, no, you know, that's here. perfect. We'll, we will be here Monday around eleven. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah no, we appreciate. We got another order coming in uh, this Saturday, and we'll get you guys packed up and taken care of okay. uh, Monday, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, listen, this has been a great episode. We've been uh, happy we, as hell to finally get together. Well, I know we've yeah. been coming in. Yeah. I sent you guys email. Well, we've we, been trying we, to get we both of you guys it. together because I know you guys got uh, different schedules and whatever. But I'm glad we uh, got some sit-down time and everybody got to sit down and talk. And... Um, We'll probably do an after hours later tonight uh, for the patrons, but man, we we really appreciate you having us in here in the well, we, we the main stay in the front it. of the shop here. But we look forward to having you guys uh, have our cigar in here, and uh, we'll wrap it up and and uh, get you guys taken uh, care of. Yeah, well, we appreciate yeah. it. Looking uh, forward to number two also. Yeah, yes, yeah, we are too, to man. We're pumped. So, We're pumped. You guys need to come and uh, as our tagline says you know shop and relax come in and hang out for a while hey man you know? we'd like to have some events here too you yeah, guys are well, close oh, yeah. absolutely he We're lives right. out west i live like to pear park he lives in wildwood and uh, you guys are about halfway in between both yeah. of us. And uh, yes, it takes it takes him ten, it takes me sixteen. So okay. We're, we're yeah. Right. Then we'll we'll so we'll we would work that mind out. helping you guys support some events and have Craft and Puro and involved in some of your stuff. We can help you out any way you guys want. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for a while, and I think you guys have a great location. So we're looking forward to a good relationship with you guys. Same yeah. here. We appreciate. So thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for yeah. coming out, guys. Just uh, again, we appreciate you coming out, and we'd like to, you know, your audience come out and see us, give us yeah. a shot, and uh, you know, see what we've got here. Awesome. All right. No, all right. it's you know, it's ah. been all has been said. I think you know, it's a great product, and I'm I've been anxious to try it, and looking forward to uh, putting it on the shelf. That yeah, fantastic, so much, man. It's been awesome being here at Triple Leaf, getting to meet. Jim yeah. You know, we know that. Love it. Um, I know everyone's out at PCA this week. Have a lot of fun. Maybe you guys be there next Good year. Good for you guys. Uh, look, guys, we love you again. Hey, the Cowboy and Viking so are in town. Maybe we'll be out there next year with a couple of our cigars. Killing it. Uh, it's national distribution. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We may just be there. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get there. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you guys so much, man. It's been awesome. Come on here, check out the Humidor. Uh, Cyclops will be here starting Monday. Uh, the Hooligan will be here shortly thereafter. Yeah. Behind, you know? Uh, so for the Viking, all guys, we're out. Yeah, the Bourbon Cowboys always giddy up.